The nominees for Best Picture of the Year are... And the Oscar goes to... Hello everyone, and welcome to And the Oscar Goes To. My name is Oliver Smith, and uh, I'm not on my own, obviously. As always, I have someone here with me. Oh, the taste of his lips, I'm on a ride... He's toxic. I'm slipping under with a taste of a poison paradise, is Joel Abraham. I'm toxic. I'm slipping under. Hello. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Don't you know that you're toxic, Abe? Uh, I'm very aware. I'm trying yeah. to get this sorted, actually. But. All right, to write that one down because it's a touch longer. And, and you don't uh, know off my heart. Well, yeah, but I also know um, whatever it was I did before and fucked up off by heart, usually. But on the spot, I mess it up, then I. Mm. So. You've actually forgotten what it was as well. The Florence song. Mm. You've got the love. Didn't you fuck up the Rolling Stones one as well? No, no, I nailed that one. Okay. I stopped myself. We had a conversation about what the lyrics were afterwards. But the first line I got fine. But I tried to do, I think it was on the quiz show episode. I tried to do, you've got the love, the Florence one. And I just messed it up. I just said it wrong. I repeated myself. Like I got the lines wrong because I did it off the dome. And like got all flustered with the flusher. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of pressure in this Once room. these lights go on... Yeah, we saw the people looking at us as well. Yeah, once that, what's the director shows action, <laughs> and the producers sitting there mm. fiddling with the levels. You haven't actually met our producer, but they're there. Yep. Can you just? Yeah, they're, they're nodding. They're saying, "Yeah, they're there." Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I, he's a good guy, though. Now I, I'm not sure you're going to have an answer for me. Okay. Why are we here? Uh, <laughs> so we've just done our 1994 best picture nominees for the oscars podcast about oh if we talk about the, we podcast the, podcast about the oscars yeah about uh so every past, week except this week yeah, we, yeah we discuss a film a best picture nominee from the mm-hmm. year the year that we're doing is 1995 oscars we go through the whole slate every episode on a different film last and we did week, that last episode a couple of weeks ago we talked about forrest gump which won the oscar in 1995 for mm-hmm. best picture yeah tight structured episodes so far yeah so we thought we'd go f- you might not believe it but they are scripted yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote the scripts beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is just a free flow now. Which This is, one's off the cuff. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it might not be as, as densely informative and, no, uh, yeah. and entertaining. four films. Well, you go ahead. Just start us off. All right. So I'm, I have to confess, this was my idea. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it's a bad idea now. <laughs> Now that we're here, I kind of think maybe there's no reason for us to f- do this episode. We could have just moved straight into the next season. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're we said now. last time that we were going to do it. Yeah. And we also didn't announce what the next season was going to be. So if anyone's listening along and they want to watch the films ahead of time. I actually forgot what the next series is going to be know. as well. They don't know. We'll do that at the end. Cool. Well, you'll, you'll do that at the end because I can't yeah. remember. I haven't even decided. The, or, we're, we're all over the place. We are all over the place. I need to know what... Uh, or film right, we, we can put in a pause and we can do that. Yeah, we can definitely do that. I'll do that in a minute. I so, like it when we plan the show on the show. That's my favorite bit. Yeah. That's, that's our segment, which is do. planning the rest of the you show. You know what we should do? We should get together every week mm-hmm. and we should plan the <laughs> plan next episode. What, and, and then we could slot those in between. Because we're doing every other week at the moment. Then we could have another podcast. Set up a paywall. Concurrently yeah. <laughs> on the same feed. Yeah, yeah. But it's a separate show under the same name. But they, they, they pay for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, where was I? Yeah, this was my idea. I'm now sort of thinking that it wasn't the best idea in the There's world. There's quite a lot of pressure tr- on you. We're going to try. I think it's going to be a shorter episode. Because I hope so, because I've got nothing to got say. nothing to say. Yeah. We've talked about all the films that we're supposed to talk about. Mm. There's some other films happened in that year. Yeah, so that's kind of the point, is we're going to talk about 1994. Uh, we're going to talk about 
OJ. Yeah, we're going to talk about... I don't know next to nothing about that case. We're going to talk about Kurt Cobain. That was sad, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was quite the Channel thing. Tunnel. That opened in 1994. You, you just looked up what happened in 1994. That was exciting. Yeah. And that's what you came up with, is a Channel Tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we're burying now. PJ and Duncan were on the charts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. For yeah. PJ and Duncan. Do you, got, do you want me just to list some more stuff about 1994? Yeah, no, if you keep, I think I've got all night, so... Yeah. Mm. So, we're going to talk about 1994, but I think what we do is we start off just looking back at the films that we've covered, okay? Yeah. So, we've got... Hit me with the films. We've got... So we started on Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Quiz Show. Mm-hmm. The show. Pulp Fiction. Yep, it's fiction. Um, it's real. And... Forrest Gump. The Gump. I expect you to do an impression of Forrest Gump there. That feels like a terrible idea, doesn't it? You did. I think some... you did some last week, didn't you? Mm-hmm. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> did you cut them out? No, I never did them. Because you were saying some really, really horrible <laughs> things as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that, there's a lot that gets cut. Definitely should cut that out. Because yeah. you came across extremely poorly. Extremely poorly. Mm. Yeah. No, I mostly try and cut it so that I come off well mm. and you come off like a dullard. <laughs> okay. I don't want you to come off bad. Like, I don't want people to think that you are problematic. Like, a, I'm not a bad person. I just want you to come off as kind of slightly stupid and more boring than me. But I do hold the attention. I'm the, uh, I'm the charismatic one. We should probably actually... I, I, I do really what? feel as though we're delaying, aren't we? We're kind of stalling for time. We're we stalling for what, though? I've got nothing at we the got end nothing. of this. There's nothing in the The light tank. at the end of the tunnel we've, is not we've there. We've decided to do this, and only now do I realise how self-indulgent it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about films from 1994. No. Um, so... Obviously, we've given our full thoughts, but I think you could probably work out what our rankings are based on now. I think mine have changed, though, since some of the episodes. Based on what we've said. I think mine's probably pretty consistent. So do you, ha- do you have a ranking, then, for the yeah, five so films? Yeah, so I've got my... Oh, for those five films? Yeah, just yeah. for the five films of the Oscars, right? So, number five would be Four Weddings. Okay. For me. Good film, but, you know, fine. Uh, four would be Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. which I did like, but it's a bit twee. Uh, quiz Show, which I thought was fantastic, but uh, maybe it's... Not, not stuck in my memory as much. Right. Uh, and then Shawshank. Mm-hmm. And then the big one, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Actually quite, kind of different. Like I thought, oh, okay. I, I thought ours would be more or less the same, but I would go um, Gump last. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I didn't like. And I actually, I just don't like it. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Four Weddings. Yeah. The thing is the rest, the other four, they're all good. Like I would happily watch yeah, almost any of them yeah. on kind of any given day. Uh, four Weddings. Shawshank I've got in three. And Quiz Show is my second one. I think for, with Quiz Show, the fact that I kind of discovered it yeah. so recently and was kind of kind of taken aback at just how good I thought it was and why nobody had ever gone, oh, hey, you should probably watch that Quiz Show film. You know? It just yeah. kind of felt like that was nice. And then my Best Picture winner of those five, if I was uh, voting on, the, on that ballot, Pulp Fiction, would be what I'd give Best Picture to. As we know, that's not what happened. I no. can't believe you put Gump above Four Weddings. I quite like Gump. That's crazy. It's not great. Gump, uh, four weddings was uh, was good. So it was Gump. No, that's mad. I got some awards. Okay. Right, do you want to do some What awards? are your awards called? <laughs> the O's code. There we go. No, okay, so I probably need to actually explain this in case there's anyone that doesn't know me that's also listening. There's no one who's listening who doesn't know who we are explicitly and is not related to us. That's true. But just in case, just in case we get famous someday, people yeah, come, yeah. go back oh, for yeah. posterity. Mm. That's the right word, isn't it? Posterity. Posterior, I think. 
Okay, yeah. Sure. Uh, my nickname since I was a kid has always been O's. O apostrophe. Oh, yeah, S. no one else knows that. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a terrible joke. O apostrophe S. Yeah. So it's the O's curse, the O apostrophe and then scars. Mm. It's a it's a really, really clever Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I was gonna well. call them the Smithies, but then I was like, that's just my last name with E's on the end. <laughs> but the Oscars, it's all the same letters as Oscars. It's actually it's actually about as perfect as you can get. Well, it's nearly as perfect for, as for a joke. Another like Oscabes, say. <laughs> right, the Oscabes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've got some. Okay. Gotta hear them. Yeah. Okay. Some of these have even got runners up. What, what are these awards? So these are awards for the series, right? So like for the films we've done. Yeah. These are some of my own awards. Okay. You're that just I've giving come up, up with right. and I'm going to give out. Okay. So the first award is for um, Wettest Rain. The Wettest Rain? Yeah. Okay. Now the runner up's Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. After he gets out and he's yeah. covered in poop. But of course, uh, the, the winner is Four Weddings and a Funeral. It's not that hard. She doesn't even know it's raining. No, she doesn't. But have you seen? Is the we talked rain. about Hugh? Yes, yes. His nipples are on full display, <laughs> and he's wearing a shirt. Hmm. So, it's, and his shirt gets instantly absolutely drenched. Yeah, it's because he walks through a wall of water mm. at the bottom of his at the bottom of his steps. So that's that's one. Okay. Uh, there's a wait. Was that Ethan Hawke award? <laughs> what? The is, wait was that Ethan Hawke award? Is there a runner up here? No. Okay. No, that goes to quiz show. Because there's a bit when I went. Wait, was that Ethan Hawke? Because I'm pretty sure he's teaching and then... Wait, Ethan Hawke is actually in that film? Yeah. As far, oh, as, I, as, far as I could tell, I didn't actually look it up, but the, the student, one of the students that asks their professor a question as they leave is Ethan Hawke. I'm fucking sure of it. Surely Ethan Hawke was famous by this point. So um, that's the wait, was that Ethan Hawke award? Now, that's one I'm not sure I'm going to be able to reuse in later seasons mm. that much. So you're going to struggle. You're going to have to, though. Yeah. Okay. Then I've got um, Captain Obvious. There's no runner up for this one. Uh, this one goes to Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption for the line, I think those were the year- worst years for Andy. He says this about the years during which Andy was getting regularly gang raped by mm. the sisters. And I think, I think probably they, those were the low points. It's too, yeah. it's too obvious. So uh, Cap- Morgan Freeman wins the Captain Obvious award. And then um, there's the, uh, yeah, maybe not award. Okay. This is for when I see something and I go, maybe not. Right. Um, so runner-up here? The runner-up's Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, maybe and, not. And uh, the winner is, is just Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's the whole film. That's quite good. No, 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 Forrest Gump is quite good. So that's the, uh, maybe not award. That was the Oscars. I haven't actually got any awards. So congratulations to any of the winners. For the um, I will be... <clears throat> were they here but they're gonna accept them themselves or? no the uh, the the awards will be going out in the post um mm-hmm. i've actually spoken to jared leto and he's gonna send uh dead rats to everybody that won an award. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> yeah he really wanted to send old condoms but i sort of thought no, you talked him down yeah. yeah just simmer down jared yeah yeah what a good actor what a good method actor that oh, is. oh yeah did you see him uh when he was damaged all right, now tell you what we can do. So what we we're going to do, we we're going to go through the box office for the year, which I actually don't know. Okay, yeah. Do you want to guess the box office? We can do a quiz. You can, I can try and guess the top 10 box office of the year. We can talk about those films if we've seen them. We can give our own personal top 10s. Okay. We can do famous last words. We've got that in the bank. We do, yeah. That's a safe one. Everyone knows that. And we can talk about what we're going to do next season. So it's not complete waste. It'll be a bit shorter. But um, if you want to, yeah, go ahead and skip this. Yeah, I think go you ahead. absolutely should, yeah. Go ahead and close the old really hope you do. podcast app. 
Are you navigating? I've got it. You're navigating at We're this there. point to get them. Okay, number one for the year. All right, hold on. Can I, let me just let me just throw some out and see if I okay. can get some big ones. We're just doing top ten. Yeah, yeah, top ten for the year. Uh, okay. Are you going worldwide, or is this domestic, uh, US domestic? Uh, I guess it's domestic. Domestic. Okay. The Lion King. Lion King is number two. Okay. Oh. Number two? Yeah. But didn't that make like all the money in the world? 312 million domestic. Mm. Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump is number one. Made 329 million dollars. Okay. Uh, what else was big that year? One of the one of the carries. Uh, I don't think Ace Ventura was that big. Not Ace Ventura. No, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber is number six. Okay. And then, is the mask on there as well? Mask is number nine. Ooh. Big year for Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, Ace Ventura is number 16. Yeah, big old year. Yeah. Didn't he then have years? Was it, it was like either then like 95, 96, and 97 were all big as well. 95 was Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. But he was like the biggest star yeah. in Hollywood for a good Getting three the, years. the highest paid actor yeah. by a long shot, yeah. Okay, uh, so I've got four. Um, what else have we got on here? Did Pulp Fiction make it? Pulp Fiction is number 10. Number Squeeze 10 in sneaks, is in. sneaks is in. Um, hmm. Interview with the Vampire? Interview with the Vampire didn't make it. Number 11. Number 11. Uh, oh, True Lies. True Lies, number three. Number three. Uh, okay, then. What else have we got? Speed? Speed, number eight. Yeah. How many am I missing? So you are missing four, five, and seven. Okay. Um, okay, I'm probably going to need... Probably going to need some clues. Okay, so the fourth one is a Christmas film. A Christmas film. Starring Buzz Lightyear. Oh, uh, The Santa Claus. Yes. Uh, the fifth one is a remake of a kids TV show. Stars John Goodman. Hmm. Remake of a kids TV show. Yeah. Like a big kids TV show. Yeah. Live action remake. Live action remake. Starring John Goodman as the main guy who's as a friend called Barney. Oh, the Flintstones. Yeah. Okay, that was... You've, you've really showed your hand there. Well, yeah, I don't want to... I forgot John Goodman was Fred Flintstone. I think he's Fred. Fled, that's his name. Fled. Fled. <laughs> Fled Flintstone. And the last one, I don't know. And I think stars. What kind of genre, what genre is it? Uh, it is a patriotic action film. A patriotic action film. Uh, don't give me the star's name, but kind of what... Who are they? Are they big? Big star? Big star. Big a, action star. Uh, yeah. Like known for action stuff yeah. more than anything? Uh, not more than anything. Like a genre kind of guy. Genre Family, kind of guy. Family star. Sci-fi. In a couple of big franchises. Uh, okay. Before this point? Or is it a couple yeah, of big before franchises this point, now? Yeah. In Star Wars? He's in Star Wars. So is it a Harrison Ford picture? Yeah. Is it Clear and Present Danger? It is Clear and Present Danger. Nice. Jack Ryan. Is that Jack Ryan? Mm-hmm. Oh. Now by, played by... The Krasinski. Yeah. yeah. He was going to be Captain America. Was he? He was their first choice. Yeah. They got pretty close to them. He'd have been quite good, actually. He wouldn't have been as good as Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Chris Evans is good. Not the best Chris, but not a bad Chris. You're going to rank your Chris's? Do you have a Chris ranking? Do you have a th- do you, how much time do you spend thinking about Chris rankings? Uh, probably 70% of my day is about yeah. <laughs> uh, which Chris I prefer. It goes for me. Number one is Chris Pine. That's the boy. Is that the one? attractive person on the planet probably i'm just the best chris He's yeah just the best two for me is hemsworth mm-hmm. then evans then pratt 
I think I'd probably, yeah, I think there, there's middle two. Don't mind, don't get me wrong, I like Pratt. Pratt's fine. I re- I love Parks and Rec Pratt. Yeah, I haven't seen Parks and Rec. Uh, Parks and Rec Pratt is fantastic. I've seen like half the first season or something. Parks like and Rec Pratt is my second best Pratt, best Chris. Oh, I see. But overall Pratt. Like, what, okay, what like Passengers Pratt? Where are you, where are you putting Passengers? Have you seen Passengers? Uh, he's just slightly below Guardians 2 Pratt, to be fair. <laughs> Celestial Pratt. Mm, Celestial Pratt. <laughs> Is Pratt a uh, is is Pratt an insulting word in the states? Does he know that his name's funny? It's not that funny. No, but like Pratt is a word. Yeah, it sounds very English. It does, doesn't it? It's, yeah. uh, it's the guy in um, the boat that rocks called Pratt, isn't he? They kind of do the joke, you know, like the darling joke from Blackadder Goes Forth. Yeah, you know? yeah. This guy called Pratt. Which guy called Pratt? Uh, the guy that's trying to like take them down from the radio network. Oh, uh, he played. Is, uh, is he called Pratt? Name? He plays, um... I thought he was called Prick or something. <laughs> I thought he had, like, a really obviously... Yeah, maybe it's... I thought it was Pratt. Or maybe it's... Is it Twat? No, I don't think it's Twat. It's Twat. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Twat. Um, I thought it was Pratt. Is it Kenneth, is it Kenneth Branagh that's his boss? Yeah, Kenneth Branagh is the, is like, the boss. secretary And then culture. I can't think of the guy's name. He plays Commodore Norrington in, uh, the first, in Pirates of the Caribbean. And he's been in a bunch of other stuff as well. But yeah, they do the whole thing throughout. Jack you. Davenport. He's called Twat. Jack Davenport. Is it? Yeah, it's Twat, is it? I like you, Twat. Yeah. So they pull that whole thing, which mm. they literally just ripped wholesale from Blackadder. But then I guess Richard Curtis wrote Blackadder as well, so he can, he can, he can rip himself wholesale. He clearly loves that joke, that yeah, idea. It's a really good joke. Name. I like the boat that rocked. I don't care what people say. People say it's bad. I don't know. People can fuck off. That's a good film. <laughs> Jesus. I really like that film. The, basically, the overarching theme of this entire podcast is just that we defend Richard Curtis's films from criticism. Yeah, part of that criticism comes from you, and I don't like it when you do it. Not much criticism comes from, from you. I've Act- already stated that I like Love Actually. Yeah. That's, that, in my eyes, that doesn't count as... What, saying I like something? It's not a positive thing enough for it. Oh, I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought we'd maybe talk about those films as we guessed them, but I kind of actually just blasted through didn't i you did yeah i mean we've talked about gump at length so what's number two the lion king lion king yeah what was that lion king thoughts. uh it's a really good film well animated yeah loved it yeah the film i've probably seen the most times of any film in my life lion king yeah and mine's greece i can't really remember like i would say in like conscious memory yeah probably hot fuzz but have oh, you seen hot fuzz yeah right I've seen it a couple of times mm. I don't tend to rewatch films very often, but I've rewatched Hot Fuzz probably once or twice. Yeah. Uh, but when I was a child, when I was like probably two years old or something, and like I first managed to sort of get my, my attention span was just getting long enough to watch a you're whole two. film. You're two? Yeah. You reckon you start watching films when you're two? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Nah. Two or three? Okay. I don't remember anything before my life. So we got the Lion thing. We got the Lion King. No, this thing, I can't remember this either, but oh, I've, been t- I see. I've been told. Right. So I... Uh, we got the Lion King on Schindler's VHS. List was my first. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over Schindler. again. Loved it. Schindler was your first. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. So we got the Lion King VHS. And uh I, I had I had a little pop-up tent that I liked, right? Mm-hmm. And I would put the pop-up tent up in the living room. Yeah. And I'd push it up to the TV. Oh, so no one could see the TV. <laughs> no one else could yeah, see. Yeah. I, I could just see out the door of the pop-up tent the TV. And I'd watch Lion King. And then when it finished, I'd take it out and I'd rewind it. And I'd Watch it again. That's what I did with Grease. Yeah. Watch it four times uh, in one day once. Got to the point that we had to give the video away so that someone else could watch something. You were addicted. Television. You were physically addicted mm-hmm. to I would the just Lion watch King. Lion King basically on repeat. Mm. 
so yeah, I mean, I still kind of know a lot of that. But I, I still know the beats of that film quite well enough because they're kind of like imprinted on me, but I actually, I've only probably seen it once or twice since then. Have you seen the stage show? Yeah. Genuinely I, fantastic. See, I didn't, I didn't love it. Like I thought it was fine. Did you see it in London? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it when it came to Bristol. Uh, I think okay. they were maybe a little bit hampered by the fact that it was a smaller venue. Yeah. They didn't do as much of the kind of creative stuff. Like people were talking about how great it was when all the animals were like in the audience and stuff yeah. like that. But were you, where were you sitting? There wasn't as much of that. We were in the stores, but there just oh, wasn't okay. as much of that because it just was, a, right. obviously the Hippodrome is just, I think just a smaller, smaller. theatre and it was also slightly ruined by the fact that the kid that played Little Simba was awful. Oh, really? Like, really off-puttingly bad, you know? Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Can really make or break it, can it, I think? I think the stampede scene was the best thing I've seen live, I think. Mm. Genuinely, like, oppressive and yeah, quite scary. It's definitely, it was definitely, like, fairly well done, but, mm. I mean, I don't, I quite like a musical, but I'm not somebody that is so in love with it that just going to the theatre is and like and watching a musical is enough just to carry. You know, it does have to also be good. I think there are definitely people that can just go and watch anything in the theatre as mm. long as it's a musical. And I think you might be one of them. I give or take a musical, you know, you know me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you know partial to the opera musical every now and then. I like a song in a film. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but so yeah, I like it was all right. What else did we have in there? Uh, True Lies, which I've not seen. Okay, yeah, True Lies. James Cameron. Jimmy Cam. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's okay. Cool. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, I've only seen it once a few years ago. I think I was like, watch catch it up on Cameron. I'll be honest, I'm not a huge James Cameron fan. Like, don't get me wrong, Terminator 2 and Aliens, I think are masterpieces. Right. But after that, I'm pretty much like, The Abyss is okay, but... Titanic, I can tell you. I believe. Love I think Titanic is a very well-made film that I just don't like. Mm. I wonder. Looking back, I watched Ace Ventura this week, and I Jim Carrey was so so annoying to me. He was so irritating. Yeah, I always find him very. I like Liar Liar. That was one. Yeah, I used to he plays quite that quite straight though. It's just his like Ace Ventura is an hour and a half of him doing his thing, yeah. and it is like everyone in that film hates him, and you're just I was right, right on with, with them. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a point when he realizes he's kissed a guy, and he burns his clothes and pukes and showers and cries for a bit. Yeah. That's nice. The average response from any self-respecting. There was a full, probably four minute scene where he's just like, just freaking out because he accidentally kissed a transgender person. Yeah. (sighs) It's not great, is it? Like dishonorable mention. Wait, so he says he kissed a man. It's a, so it's a female actress. I'm pretty sure it's a female actress. So it's a trans woman. So then they are a woman. Yeah. But they have, Trans, they've transitioned, and the, he kisses what he thinks is a woman. He thinks it's a woman, person yeah. who's been a woman since birth. Yes, but he's actually a trans woman. Yes, right. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. It's not the best. Uh, not the best look. No, but he's very violently sick. Mm. Jesus Christ! I do not remember that. <laughs> no, I feel like that reads really badly it now. Not does not read well. Yeah, that's the whole the whole plot point. The the it twist in that so film. It's so weird how how recently shit like that was yeah. just completely acceptable. This like Friends launched in 1994. Is that just really? as a, yeah? Okay. So there we go. There's a thing that we could talk about. But like, I remember. When, <laughs> I remember clutching at straws. No, 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 no. I, I'm trying. I have a reason of saying this because when that that got into Netflix recently, right? I don't know how it's been on Netflix for ages in the states, but certainly in the UK, yeah, it came to Netflix recently, and like this whole generation of people that had never really watched Friends were now kind of mm. watching it. And then I there was like a big backlash against it of people being like, this this program's just like 
homophobic and transphobic. And even and, I watched it back recently and I was, there are things in there that I was surprised were in front. It reads so poorly, yeah. doesn't it? Like just the whole thing of, it used to be just such standard comedy fare for a male character to just do, go to such extraordinary lengths to convince somebody that they're not gay. Yeah. And there are whole episodes about uh, no one wanted to kiss Ross. Uh, no one wanted to kiss Joe even. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Friends is still fantastic. Tell you what I want to do. Let's do it. Let's do some top tens for the year. We can talk about our favorite stuff. From okay. Uh, have you got a list for me? To my top ten. Yeah. So we've already done, we've done our five. We've done our order. So all my five, all that five are in here. To They're be all fair. in there. Yeah. So four weddings, ten. The uh, Forrest Gump, Speed, The Mask, uh, Natural Born Killers, Quiz Show, Clarks, Shawshank, Lion King, Pop Fiction. Okay. I round that off quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, what came up there? Uh, Natural Born Killers. I watched, Born Killers. I watched that for the first time this week. Okay, yeah. Very odd. Very strange. Very th- violent. Yeah. I think the first thing I've seen RDJ in that wasn't MCU. Yeah. I mean, I've never that, seen was, that, bang, bang. that must have been prior to the big rehab bust. I assume you so, know, yeah. Because like, I think he came back and with around about like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang kind of time. Yeah. And then obviously, pretty shortly after that, actually, I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was 2006 or so, and then gets Iron Man in 2008. So that's his return. So I think like return. reformed RDJ, we basically just know as Iron Man, don't we? Because that's the thing, I'd never heard of him before. I su- He was apparently a big star, but I'd never mm. heard of him before Iron Man. Uh, I don't know if I've seen him in loads. I've seen him in, I'd seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang before he was yeah. Iron Man. And He's I very, just, really it. good in that If you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you have to watch that. It's heard. really, really good. Uh, he's in A Scanner Darkly as well, the Linklater film. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's in that anyway. And uh, yeah, he's right in that. But no, I, I wouldn't have seen him in a lot before. Obviously, he's in The Judge. <laughs> when was The Judge? That's more recent. Right. 2012 or something. God, that film sucks. Um, I think we've done The Judge. Have we done The Judge? I think we've maybe touched yeah. on The Judge. It's not good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say I know him from much other than like Natural Born Killers from that early period. Oliver Stone in the Natural Born Killers. Yeah, it's a strange, such a strange film. Right? Mm. Like I, I was expecting like Woody Harrelson to be killing people. Yeah, I wasn't expecting quite what it was, which I can't describe. It's just a. I think it's crazy to think that that film came out the same year as the OJ scandal. You know, like the same year that all happened. Because I think it, yeah. it kind of go together in history kind of nicely because the, the film is a, like a criticism of the homage we feel towards serial killers and the yeah. pedestal we put them on yeah i is, think so it's kind of like the the media sensationalism yes. that happens around these mass like the about killer just killers in general which is i mean it's kind of indictment of the, how because it's not even about the killers it's about how we respond to yeah. the violence itself which is sometimes almost Weird, like more worrying. There's a real obsession with true crime, which I find a bit. Uh, yeah, so because that's difficult. the thing. I think uh, I haven't seen Natural Born Killers in a while, but I think I still think it would hold up. It does, yeah. Because even now, that's still like wh- I was thinking about this when you we were we were texting and back and forth about films we'd watch because we watched a few films in between yeah. these podcasts just to kind of round out a little bit of Night No Four, and um, we were texting back and forth about natural born killers and i was i kind of struck that like we wouldn't be doing this probably we would not be sitting here recording a podcast if in when was it 2014 or whatever 
uh, Sarah Koenig didn't do cereal. Cereal. Yeah. And didn't put out for all the world to hear this kind of gripping true crime story. Yeah. Like that leads to this massive podcast boom. I wasn't into podcasts before that. That was one of the first ones that I really that got the into, Gervais the same show. as almost everybody else. Ricky Gervais was probably before. Yeah, I didn't listen to that. But that came that, out though. like, uh, people would listen to that and then never listen to it on their podcast yeah. again. Uh, and I didn't listen to that. Do you know? And I think the general big podcast boom, like yeah. Serial really is kind of the genesis yes. of where we are now. And I don't think I'd have thought about even doing a podcast if it weren't for the fact that I listened to them yeah. so much. So like, I was just kind of thinking like, we wouldn't even be sitting here doing this True. if it wasn't for that. And so it still has its place in culture and it's still just so, and I mean, even recently. Serial's got, a different. Uh, it is different. Serial's yeah. like an investigation of a murder. It, it absolutely like, is different. But I just mean this fascination we have with these just horrific yeah. crimes. And like the Ted Bundy documentary has just gone to Netflix. Documentaries and then. And then the new film. So I've not seen the film. Is no, I've heard kind of that it's not great, but... Uh, yeah, it seems a bit odd to me. Zac Efron's playing it. I'm not going to criticize it until I see it, but... Yeah, I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah. So I don't see why he can't do it well. But I've seen... I think general response to the film hasn't been great, but I haven't seen it. Um, But yeah, just so I just think that, that idea of this... Yeah. And I think the media loves a killer. Yeah. Because they can just... They can sell more papers i mean that's what rdj like is in that name. film right he's like he's almost in love with these people oh and he turns to like at the end and he wants to go along with them and starts shooting the police and stuff yeah i mean i guess there's an element of it being what we look at these people because they are just flouting all of the laws and the rules that we all so carefully adhere to maybe there's an element of that's a, like, there is an idolization of these like it happened with ted bundy and people were proposing to him and mm. um but i think it's i just think it's sort of like and then you look at what happened with oj simpson and that was like the biggest story of the year yeah. and people were kind of transfixed by it and it it becomes about this the drama of it without no one seems to bother to think about the fact that people are dead like these are real people's yeah. lives that they're yeah. looking at actually and, don't know anything about the oj scandal at all no no well, he definitely probably, didn't do it because the law because the he was probably guilty said he he's like it, i've yeah. just like got that by osmosis that he was yeah. probably guilty so yeah i think that's i think that's a really interesting film mm. you know it didn't i, I just, just looking at it recently it didn't do very well. No. Critically. No. And I always seem to, I feel like it's talked about now in quite a decent. Quentin Tarantino wrote that film and he hated it. Really? Yeah. He told Steve Buscemi that he wasn't allowed to be in it if he wanted to be in any Quentin Tarantino films. That's crazy. I think it's good. I like Woody Harrelson. Mm. I like, is it Juliette Lewis? Uh, I like her. Um, I, I think the film really works. Yeah. And it's so strange. And I think it maybe it kind of rewards multiple viewings. I think yeah, maybe you can be I a bit taken aback it by it. Yeah. To begin with, because it is very odd and it's very violent, but and there's just so many, just like every window is a like a TV documentary, a nature documentary. Yeah, which I need to quite. I just haven't. They haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, yeah. You can't. I think. Um, but the first, it's also just such a visceral experience. Yeah, of a was, film that you almost don't need to figure it out yes, when you first exactly. watch it. You can just experience it, and it just kind of sets you on it, and it makes you feel uneasy in a way that mm. I, I think it's designed to. Well, it's designed to kind of. I think maybe you flip in and out of sort of being supportive of uh what are they called Mallory and Mickey. It's another M, isn't it? Mickey yeah. and Mallory. Okay. Uh and thinking they should be put in a chair. But mm. yeah, just a very strange, like I say, visceral uh experience. Yeah. Uh Clark's you mentioned as well. Yeah, I loved that I watched Clark's a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's the only Kevin Smith film I think I've seen. Yeah. And it's just uh I don't know maybe how much probably I'm, by f- favorite kevin smith film i think yeah. yeah i don't love i've i've 
seen some of his shorts and things and mm-hmm. I haven't loved them. Um, but just, uh, it's just something about a film of people doing, just living out their lives and just being kind of funny, um, slightly odd characters, but it's good dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Nothing, no action, no plot. No. I think it's interesting that you see Clark's come out the same year as Pulp Fiction as well. Cause where you've got like on the, it kind of is the two, they're almost two sides of the same coin in a way. They're these indie films that are kind yeah. of changing how people approach what independent filmmaking right. is, yeah. right? But Pulp Fiction is trying as best it can to look like a big expensive film and all that sort of stuff. Um, Clark's leans into its ultra shoestring, low shoestring budget. Yes. And, uh, but ultimately at the kind of center of them, it's these, what feel like real characters having real conversations. Um, I think you can sort of link, you know, the way um, Vince Vega and Jules talk about the Royale with cheese and then the conversation they have about the Death Star, you know, like just these kind of trivial, silly things that real yeah. people talk about. And especially if you are a bit of like a film nerd, maybe going to see those films at that time, you'd be like, these these people fucking, like, these people talk like I do. Yeah. Especially in Clarks. You're like, oh, shit, yeah, I have these dumbass conversations with my friends about mm. all the people that would have died on the Death Star. Like, but I kind of think it's interesting in that sense. And then from there, you can kind of see that you can do both things. And I think both of them live and die on their script and kind of, I think both do form the foundation for what we see in a lot of independent cinema today, mm-hmm. even still. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of interesting that they came in the same year, I think. Um, I tried to rewatch Clarks this week, but could not find, it's not on Amazon prime to is it buy or rent. Really or difficult or, to find to yeah. watch properly. Yeah. You can find Jay and Silent Bob, but I've got almost no interest. I don't know what it is. I've got almost no interest in watching that. Yeah. Uh, let me run down my top 10 and then we can yours, see if yeah. there's anything that comes up. I got some honorable mentions in there, but I think you kind of covered those speed, Clarks, and Shawshank Redemption. I've got as my in my honorable mentions. Shawshank didn't make your top ten. No. Oh wow. I flirt with it, but um, and then I bumped the Three Colors trilogy. Okay. Uh, mainly because if I was to pick one, I'd pick Red. Red's Which is the final favorite. one. It's the final one. Yeah. So Blue came out actually in '93. Yeah. And then White and Red came out in '94. Mm. Now I think Red gets an Oscar nomination for Best Director. Okay. And it got rejected as be, for being a best foreign language Swiss film because the, the not enough of the people making it were Swiss, I guess. I think it's like, it's all set in Geneva. Yeah. But I think the director's Polish. A lot of, I think the act, a lot of the cast and crew were French. So oh, God, it couldn't could possibly like be that. a foreign film if it's... Well, no, it's just a case of... I thought it was, it was a foreign it, language film. For, yeah, but it was being put forward as a... Because you know the foreign language film goes to the country. It doesn't go to the director. What? Yeah. That's mental. I know. So it, you know, they it technically is awarded to the country and they put it in under Switzerland because it's set in Geneva, but it got rejected because it wasn't enough of the cast and crew were actually Swiss for it to be considered a Swiss production. Wait, so this, the France just have loads of best picture, best foreign language Yeah, it films. just goes to the country, which I think is absolutely Where do they go? Crazy. They're just sitting in the Louvre. Because also, why is it that that doesn't happen for the best picture? Because it almost always goes to an American film, yeah. but the director gets the credit. Or the producers and stuff get the credit for the thing. Otherwise, like, what, the fucking president would just have... <laughs> where is it? Where are these Oscars? I don't know. I honestly don't know where they go. I'd imagine they go to the producers and stuff of the film, but it's listed as being awarded to, uh, to right. the country. So anyway, it got rejected because it's mm. not a Swiss film. Um, I bumped it because I didn't really want to include one of them because I do think they are... I think you could probably put a them whole. in as a... And I was going to put them in all as one, but then I had a couple other things that I kind of wanted to put in. I was like, you know what? Because it's a bit of a technicality, 
I'm going to bump them. Okay. But we're going to mention them. So I watched those for the first time this week. That was my, some of yeah. my homework. Now I've been thinking, I've been meaning to watch these films forever. Yeah. They come up all the time when people talk about best trilogies, best foreign films, all sorts. Um, and I'd never seen them. And I watched them this week. Yeah, Red's definitely my favorite. And I think ties them all together quite well as well. Mm. I mean, it ties them together at the end of the film quite like clearly, yeah. quite definitively. Um, but it doesn't have that much of an effect on the story. Kind of like, almost like a little Easter egg, if, you know, for right. the others. But I think that it just sort of, it just works the best. I'd say probably I'd go red, blue, white would be my kind of ranking. But I do think they're worth watching all together. Um I don't think you have to watch them in release order either. I did, but I actually think that you could probably start with any of them. Oh, really? So I started watching Blue, and mm-hmm. then realized maybe it was a bit much of a commitment for this week to watch all three. To watch all three, yeah. Um, Blue Blue and Red, I think, are definitely stronger than White. I couldn't really get a handle on White, to be perfectly honest. Um, right. But they're, all three of them are just shot really beautifully, really, really well, acted very well. Again, Red, I think, is probably acted the best, although the lead performance in Blue is fantastic as well, which kind of tips it for me. Um, is it all the same no. characters? Okay, no, so it's all literally... characters. They're like right. an, it's like an anthology trilogy oh, kind see. of thing. Okay, so my actual top ten. Here we go. Uh, this is kind of in an order, I guess. I've ordered them, but these is pretty changeable. Yeah. Ten, The Lion King. Nine, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. Eight, Heavenly Creatures. Seven, Natural Born Killers. Six, Quiz Show. Five, Edward. Four, Leo the Professional. Three, Fresh. Two, Hoop Dreams. And one is Pulp Fiction. I've seen maybe half of those. So, so it's worth talking about Edward, I think, because Landau gets the Landau gets the best supporting yeah, actor nomination over Samuel L. Jackson. Over Samuel L. Jackson, uh, I think he deserves it. Have you seen Edward? No, I think he deserves it. Oh, he's, really? he's really, really good at it. He's playing Bella Lugosi, who's like an old, uh, the old black and white film star. Yeah, who made films with Edward, and uh, he just absolutely nails it. He barely even looks like Martin Landau, to be honest. Like it's. It's a terrific performance. And the film is really, really excellent. No one went to see it. Critics really liked it, but no one went to see Edward oh, at really? all. It's before Tim Burton was a household name. So he'd done Scissor Hands. Okay. Um, and he'd done Beetlejuice, I think. Maybe? Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure was his first film. Yeah. And then he makes. Is Beetlejuice next? I think he goes. I think Beetlejuice is next, late 80s. And then 91 is. Edward Scissorhands. He made Batman. I think. Batman's 89. So he actually is. He's, uh, just no one goes Batman to see was Edward. huge. Like, yeah. Batman was one of the biggest films yeah. of all time when it came out. I guess just no one wants to see a black and white film about an old, about the worst director in film history. Is he the worst director in film history? He was like awarded something. He was like given an award for being the worst director of all time or something. Imagine giving out an award for being the worst director. Um, what kind of an asshole would you have to be? But it's it's a really, really excellent film. Like, I'd recommend anyone try and go and see it because I think it's just one of these that's been kind of unfairly neglected, especially from Tim Burton's. It's maybe my favorite Burton film. Oh, really? I love Batman yeah. and Eddie Scissorfingers. Those are great. Um... But yeah, Edward's just kind of really special. And he, he made the decision to kind of make his film look like Edward's films. Right. Um, and yeah, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel as though it gets anywhere near the credit it deserves. I think critically though, it is one that is well well regarded. Yeah. But it bombed at the box office completely. Um, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Like you've got Depp teaming up with Burton, which seems 
you think in 1995, though. or sorry, 1994, that would be a bit of a lock, but... So was it a lock? What was Depp up to at the time? Well, he, done obviously Scissorhands. Scissorhands kind of put him into yeah. that. Yeah. Has he done much since? That was 1990. Uh, I don't know. I don't have that information on hand. Yeah, that's definitely... Where did I put that? I put that in my, my five spot. Leon the Professional, uh, Natalie Portman's first film. Yes. She's really great in it. Gary Oldman's doing an accent of... He's doing something. Is he good? His acting's good. I don't know that I'd say his accent's great. I, what is um, it? Leon? I don't know that one. So Leon is a hitman and Natalie Portman is a... I think she, she was like 11 in the film. Um, a bunch of people come and kill her family. And then... A question? She, I, I, yeah, there's definitely like a big murder scene at the beginning, like a whole family of people get killed. Yeah, her family is murdered. Yeah. It's her family, right? Yeah. But she is not there. And then she kind of gets taken in by Leon. Um, they develop a, like, they form a bond. And then she wants him to teach her how to be a hitman, basically. Okay. Uh, it's kind of questionable, their relationship. It's a bit on oh, the taboo side. Right. Uh, which is more explicit in the, like, director's cut and stuff like that. But it, And at least in the US it, theatrical cut, they kind of, you know, took that, took, turned it down a took bit, that bit yeah. off. To that off a little bit, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of been. I think that was again that was like an early film that I saw that just really I was just really into. Yeah, you know, uh, this kind of sort of it's Luc Besson, kind of this auteur-driven, slightly more. It's kind of like a bit of an art housey film that's obviously like working on action sensibilities, and that was kind of an early film for me where I was like, okay, I I like this art form, and so that kind of sticks in my mind. Okay, that's just like a a big one. Uh, Hoop Dreams. I've never heard of Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams is like a three-hour-long documentary about two young basketball players, and it's about them trying to chase, literally, like chase NBA. their dream of oh, becoming wow. an NBA star, uh, of NBA stars. And you follow each of them go through like their high school and all of that. And it's kind of one of those incredible documentaries that just manages to actually just pull real drama. Yeah. It. you know it just feels like a really like a it feels like a well-crafted narrative um and it you really start to understand these kids and just kind of it's it's nice and long but it kind of feels like it should be long because you kind of get to and with, Three with, hours it being, is a long documentary. with it being two of them obviously you kind of get yeah. each you, you don't feel as though either of them are given the short shrift kind of thing um so yeah they're kind of like black kid black kids from like the projects and stuff like that and it's uh so it touches on issues of kind of growing up in that environment and everything mm. really really strong film um don't think it got much of a look at in a lot of the award seasons maybe because people didn't see it i don't know i feel like documentaries don't tend to no i mean they do best they get best there's best yeah. documentary thing i think that's the thing with a lot of those films that have their own category they sort of go oh they've got their category for that but joking that's partly why roma didn't get the uh is it, they were pretty sure it was gonna win yeah i mean i've not seen it so i don't know but um you've seen green book though I've seen Green Book. Yeah, great. great. Um, Fresh, I've watched today. I watched okay. Fresh today. For the first time more. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's the film Samuel L. Jackson was filming when he was called to do the Pulp Fiction audition. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, he's a supporting role on it. Again, that is about, that's about a young black kid in the New York City projects. And it's set during the time of the, like the crack cocaine epidemic right and he is a drug runner for local gangsters and stuff and it just kind of 
it's like I think what people dub an urban thriller, which sounds like it's just an awful name for a genre. Yeah, it sounds like a racist name for a genre. Um, so, but. but it's that. But it, it's this. It's a really just thoughtful and nice deep story about these people, and it, fe- it all feels very real and i was really impressed with it um i'd never even really heard of it until i started looking up films from 1994 i don't didn't come up on decided just to give it a go and it's uh that's worth that's definitely worth seeking out uh the only other one i think i've got on here was eat drink man woman oh and heavenly creatures that was one i watched as well just this week this week that's peter jack one of peter jackson's early films the screen debut of kate winslet the big screen debut of kate winslet and i've completely blanked on the actress's name now but uh New Zealand actress who's been in a few other things I've seen. And yeah, that I really liked. Uh, It's about the two girls in Christchurch, New Zealand, who were sent to prison for murdering one of their mothers. Melanie Linsky. That's her. And uh, yeah, they beat one of their mothers to death with a brick. And uh, But it's about their friendship beforehand and then kind of culminates with, with that story. Right. But it's not about their trial or prison sentence yeah. it's about their friendship together um and so you, it kind of becomes this yeah portrait of it's like there's kind of hints at uh lesbian romance between right. them and then the film kind of deals with that as well because some of their parents sort of think that they're getting too close and stuff like that um but what i couldn't what i could not stop thinking when i was watching it was like as if this dude fucking made lord of the rings <laughs> it's like this kind of like really strange dark kind of it's got these like weird fantasy elements yeah. infused into it it's kind of low budget human drama set in a, a small place in <laughs> new zealand and then he just goes on to make it's just like okay yeah, it's like watching bound and then and then the matrix thinking that the, the wachowski sisters made the matrix yeah it is a big step up yeah i agree but it, i was just like as if this guy's gonna go yeah to, that's just absolutely crazy uh and then eat drink man woman eh? the uh ang lee, ang lee film Yes, it's great. It's Ang Lee doesn't get enough. Like Ang Lee gets a lot of credit for Brokeback, Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon, obviously Hulk, Life of Pi. Hulk's obviously probably the most popular film that everyone knows is good. So, why don't you defend Hulk for a bit? Uh, do we do we want me to defend Hulk? I don't me? know. I don't. I I don't know if I've seen Hulk. Okay, I'll talk, I'll do Hulk very very briefly. I okay. like Hulk. Yeah. All right. That is that's it. That this is where we're gonna, this is where we come in. Mm-hmm. I like Ang Lee's Hulk. I think everyone's just turned off now. Yeah. And everyone, and most people think Ang Lee's Hulk is total trash. Yeah. I can see that there's problems with Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get why people watch it and they kind of don't like it. And it is, like, very silly and it's very goofy. But it's also a film about a person big who radiates monster. themselves to become a big green monster. So I think goofy is, is fine. Not- My take on Hulk, and I think the reason people don't like it, is because... So Hulk comes out 2003, just after like Spider-Man has hit and X-Men has hit and Hollywood is looking at going like, hey, let's make sure that no one ever wants to see anything that's not a superhero film ever. Yeah. You know, like that. It worked. It did work. Run to them. Yeah. Uh, No thanks to Hulk though. (laughs) You don't think Hulk was the genesis of this? And so everyone is very big on this idea, right? Mm. Of the, of superheroes. They're like, yeah, definitely want to see this. And Spider-Man is so much fun and it's really great. And X-Men is kind of, it's just cool and everyone has fun with it. Uh, and Hulk comes out and everyone's like, yeah, awesome. Another one of these. Another fun superhero. A lot of people went to see it. Uh, I, I guess pe- a, a certain amount, a fair amount of people probably mm. went to see it. And then were massively disappointed because what they got was kind of like a modern Greek 
tragedy exploring how kind of fathers fuck up their sons mm. and like how kind of that toxic masculinity can be passed down and cause people to be it struggle to deal with their Nick, Nick Nolte been an angry Nick dad? Is, there, is the dad just going all over the place he's just completely off the rails worth watching alone just for him really? they turn into the sky at one point <laughs> they turn yeah okay <laughs> they, turn, they into, turn into the sky <laughs> yeah they become clouds who Nick, Nick Nolte, Nolte in the hole yeah right great um but like what Ang Lee delved into and I think what he realized because he read like he, Ang Lee is not a lazy or stupid no. filmmaker at all no. like you cannot think that he just made this thing and tried to cash in on a big idea like he absolutely did not he read a bunch of the Hulk yeah I don't think he had much of a connection with the Hulk before he decided to make the film but when he did he went back through and he read a whole bunch of old Hulk comics and everything he really tried to get to grips with this character and I think what he realized which is the kind of key thing about the Hulk and this is why I think that maybe Marvel was they fucked up their own Hulk film because the Incredible Hulk sucks. Yeah. And then I think they're reticent to do another standalone Hulk film is because there's this central conceit about the Hulk, which is that you don't want him to turn into the Hulk. Well, in if the it works, you that, don't. You know, like, yeah. I think you can want him to be the Hulk, but and then you don't care about Bruce and, Banner. And he doesn't want to turn into yeah. the Hulk. Like, okay, so the thing that makes Batman kind of interesting and like Tim Burton looks into this quite a lot in Batman Returns is how Bruce Wayne cannot be bruce wayne like he exists as bruce wayne as kind of like a bruce shell wayne is his to get through the day other identity yeah. so that he can change to batman and he can't wait to go and just beat yeah. people to a bloody pulp because he's got so much just undealt with trauma mm. and then obviously people like iron man spider-man you want them to put the suit on and go and yeah. do fun shit because it's great but with the hulk it's kind of tragic like he loses all sense of himself he does things he regrets mm. he's got no control this anger bubbles up inside of him and he ends up just like lashing out. But you get that. Like you really feel that. And yeah. it feels like a tragic character. And uh That's not what people want from a No, people went film. in, they wanted a cool smashy bashy action film, and mm. what they got was a bit of a bummer, to be honest. Okay, I will admit the scene with the CGI dogs, not good. There's right. like these Hulk dogs. Mm -hmm. They like managed to get they managed to like extract, I think, a strain of what turned him into the Hulk, or whatever, and they turn Dogs, dogs into, into like hog. hog dogs. Yeah, uh, and he fights them off, and it looks they look they look shit. It looks garbage, and like, but honestly, I I think the Ang Lee's Hulk from a pure visual perspective looks better than the Incredible Hulk does. Incredible Hulk, is, Incredible is Hulk looks awful. I will admit that the MCU Hulk, the new MCU Hulk, Ruffalo Hulk, is the best Hulk yeah. in terms of how it looks because he's always angry. Yeah, that's his secret. Mm. It looks great, but obviously, that's fucking. We're now six. We're not sixteen years removed from. Ang Lee's Hulk. Shit, really? You know? So I think, okay, it's very easy to go back to a film in 2003 and go, oh, it doesn't look that good. Yeah, no shit, of course it doesn't look that good. But I think what Ang Lee tried to do was he found the interesting story in that character. Yeah. And he did it justice and he really thought about it. And he had, and, but it's also just, I find it interesting because it's just like as if that fucking film was ever made. Yeah. Like they gave Ang Lee Hulk and were like, do what you want. And he was like, I want to do this. And everyone went, no thanks. And it's just never going to happen again. It's never, ever yeah. going to happen again. And so it's worth watching just for that sake. You know, if you have any interest in how, where we are now in terms of cinema and what superhero films look like, and if you've ever felt as though you kind of get a bit annoyed with the homogeneity of... Homogeneity? I don't know how to say that how, Yeah, sure. How homogenous <laughs> yeah. superhero films feel now, which is something that I've definitely felt in the past yeah. number of years. Give Hulk a chance and just go in with an open mind and really just sort of take it... A, 
just take what it's given you and it's just it's crazy and it's interesting at the very least it's interesting okay i said i'd do hulk quickly and then i kind of went off on a bit of a tangent about hulk hulk was uh what 2003 yeah so that's nine years after 1994 <laughs> yeah i think we've talked about pretty much uh cool films we wanted to talk about um should we do famous last words we got to do famous last words we got to do the next season how long have we been going for uh okay so as is tradition i've forgotten who went first last time well so i went first in the first episode so it must be your so you, turn to me, go first. you me this is episode six you so it must be me to yeah. go first which means that you give me the do you mean you give me the clues or i give you no the you give me the clues okay okay okay, okay. <clears throat> i think you'll get this one okay i'm confident that you're gonna get this one okay the last line of this film. Oh, so this is a 1994 edition. Oh, yeah. So, they're so all, all these films are from 1994. So it does make it slightly easier. Last lines. Okay. Famous last words. Sorry. Famous <laughs> last words. The game we play at the end of every episode where we give each other the last line from a film uh, and the other person has to try and guess what it is. If you can't guess what it is, you get up to four clues. Each clue knocks a point off of the score you get. So you can have a maximum of five points if you need just the quote itself down to uh, one point if you need all four additional clues. Okay. Okay, film number one. Remember. That's it. Remember. Remember. The Lion King? Yeah. Yes. Uh, bonus cues. You got five points there. Very nice. nice. Uh, the clues I was going to give you, uh, just in case you just want some little bits of trivia that you probably knew already. A uh, song from this film was a hit. Clue number two would have been a song from this film was a hit, reaching the top five on the Billboard Hot 100. Circle of Life? No. Uh, not, what was the film? Score was by Hans Zimmer. Is it not by Elton John? The score. Uh, was okay, Elton right. It was by Elton Zimmer. And Elton the, Zimmer. The, the song and they combined, Hans they morphed John. into one. <laughs> Hans John. Hans John. Clue number four won an Oscar for Best Original Song. Yeah. And clue number five is being remade this year. So the film was The Lion King. I didn't tell you what the thing was because that's my bonus question. Oh, I see. Which song won the Oscar for best original song from the film The Lion King? So it's not Circle of Life. So the other options are, I just can't wait to be king. Uh, Hakuna Matata. It was not Hakuna No, wonderful phrase though. It is a wonderful phrase. It, uh, it was Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Uh, of course it was. I always kind of forget that's in... I watched half this from this Which week. Which I think kind of, then... I, it's kind of a good song, but like, I think it's crazy that that's the one that got nominated. Like, it's a bit... I don't know. Yeah, that I guess kind of that was like an actual... Like, mm, but it was an actual song. Like, you could just... It's not relevant to the... Well, it's relevant, but you can take it that out of context. It does work You can yeah. see why that one was the one that got so hard. Yeah. The charts and everything. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, hit me with uh, film number one. Okay. They all look like they've got Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone quite hard here. They all look like they've got Lyme disease. Yes. They all look like they've got Lyme disease. I mean, I don't even really know what people with Lyme disease look like. So there are nine... I'll give you a, a non... This is not really a clue. It's just a, an extra... There's nine things that look like they have Lyme disease. I don't know, Ace Ventura? It's not Ace Ventura. Okay. It's part of a three-film series. Part of a three film series. Yes. In 1994. Yes. Um, and you think I've definitely seen this film? Uh, I think you have. You think I've probably seen Let it. Let me double check. 
Um, have we talked about it? Oh, no, it's another clue. I don't know. Just give me another clue. Uh, his rating is you. So it's probably an animated film. Mm. It's the Lion King. <laughs> um, is this going to be one I kick myself for? Or do you think this is actually quite tough? It's quite tough. Rated you. But it's not like a full CG film because it's too early. Toy Story was 95. Uh, I don't know. Star someone from the cast of Toy Story. Oh, is it Santa Claus? Yeah, it is the Santa Claus. Crying out loud. I have seen that film. The reindeers look like they have Lyme disease, apparently. <laughs> Nine things, yeah. But okay. That makes sense. Um, Jesus. I, I Starring saw, Tim I, Allen. Yeah, I saw that as a kid. It's, I've never seen it. and It sounds terrible. I'm pretty sure there's a, I'm pretty sure I've seen the second one as well. So the plot is that Santa falls off a roof. And so Tim Allen has to become Santa. Yeah, yeah, he has to turn into Santa. But then, like, there's a thing where it's either in that one or maybe it's in the second one where the story is like there's another Santa who's like bad. The Santa so, Claus, I think maybe the Santa Claus Two is the one where there's a second Santa Claus, and they they like, I think there's like a chase, there's like a reindeer chase. So my next question is for the bonus points. So yeah. You got uh, so one, five, four, three, two points. Yeah. How many points did you get? You got all five. And got, you got five. But got you didn't five. get the bonus, did you? Uh, can you name the character and actor of the villain in the third film? The character and the actor yeah. of the villain in the third film. You get half film. point for each. I'm bringing out half points. Uh, so it's like a well-known character then. It's like a fictional character that is uh, in other things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it like Krampus or someone? No. Okay. I Okay, I don't know. Is it Jim Carrey? It's Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Played by Martin Short. No, I don't think I've seen the third film. I've oh, okay. seen the first two. I don't think I've seen the third one. That does not ring a bell to me at all. I went quite hard this week because I want to get some points back. <laughs> I think you've probably lost this. No, season. no. Okay, film number two, my second film. You know what? I'm sick of being in the van. You guys are going to be in the van next time. I've been in the van for 15 years. I've been in the van for 15 years. <laughs> uh, dumb and Dumber. No. Uh, clue number two this film is a remake of the French film La Totale oh. I've been in the van for 15 years you know what I'm sick of being in the van you guys are going to be in the van next time I've been in the van for 15 years don't take that last bit too literally okay it's not like a character has literally not left the van for 15 years straight <sighs> Uh, true Lies. It's True Lies. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was just a random 1994 film. It's the like tech guy who sits in the right. surveillance van while the spies go and do their spy business. So clue number three was made over 300 million at the box office. Uh, I probably got after that. Uh, clue number four. Director has had a highest grossing. Director has had highest grossing movie of all time with two separate films. The second supplanting the first, which was two films. Titanic. Yeah, I thought uh, Terminator Two was at the time as well, but I don't think it was. I think it was the best grossing film of uh, 1991, but I don't think it was actually right. hit the top top spot. Maybe best uh, opening weekend or something to that date. And then Clue Five was Arnie. <laughs> 
Was it? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't actually have. You don't have a bonus question? A bonus cube. I can find you one. Don't ask me the director. Yeah. Uh, now, I'll tell you what. Let me just give you what's Arnold Schwarzenegger's character's name? Jim Broadbent. <laughs> <laughs> no? No? I would have guessed no. <laughs> yeah. It's Jim Broadbent. Is so, <laughs> he so playing like he's playing it's Jim, Jim Broadbent? It's a Jim Broadbent um, mm. <clears throat> biopic. Yeah. Great. Have you got another film to do? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Frank, it's a boy. I know. I was meant to bleep out the name, but say that out loud. Frank. Frank, it's See, a... now I'm just trying to think about fucking films where I know there's a character called Frank. Uh, there's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> I don't think they call him Frank, though, do they? They, they probably, should do. They probably call him Victor. I'd call him... Vic. The monster they call Frank. No, because he's Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, but they call him Frank. You don't, call, you don't say Frankenstein's monster every time you speak to him. No, you say mon- mon- monster. I don't know. It's gone on for a I'm while. Tired. We were saying like a half hour episode. Uh, we're not that good, are we? It's sticking to things like no, that. No, brevity is not our... Uh... Let me find out if you've watched this one. <laughs> Do you want to finish your sentence? Or... Frank, it's a boy, I know. Um... That would be a film where someone is maybe pregnant or something. That's true. That is true. Um, You've seen this film? Yeah, or I've said I have. I don't know. I, I'm a poser. You, I've not seen any of these films we've poser. talked about today. Have we talked about it today on this? No. We That's another clue. But yeah, no, Shit. we haven't. Okay, that really just limits things then because I've... I'm out if that's the case. Um, I'm pretty sure you've read this film. You've watched this film. It says it on Letterboxd. Is it the... Uh... No, I need another clue. It's part of a three-film series. Oh, come on. Stop doing this. Stop doing what? Giving you clues? These three-film series. Right. It's a boy. I know. No, I don't know. Uh... I'm usually good at these. This game stars someone we've spoken about today, who is the subject of a true crime series on Netflix. It stars Ted Bundy. <laughs> stars Ted Bundy. Please play Zac Efron. Actually, <laughs> it stars Zac Efron. No, it stars someone we've discussed today, who is the subject of a true crime series on Netflix. Or maybe it's not on Netflix, but it's a true crime series. Oh, OJ. Mm-hmm. OJ Simpson is in the film. Yeah, that feels like that should be a huge clue. And I literally cannot think of any films that I've seen. I didn't know it was in this film until. OJ Simpson in them. Is it a sports film? No. Oh. I'm not getting there. Uh, it stars someone who was in Airplane. The main. The... Oh, it's, um, it's Naked Gun 33 and the Third. It is, yes. I forgot that was 1994. Naked Gun 33 and a Third, the. Uh, dreadful final chapter. The not that you're going to want to know that very soon. <laughs> is that is that the bonus cue? So the bonus clue is: Can you name two out of the three uh, subtitles for the Naked Gun? Film? Okay, so there's the Naked Gun. Is it Naked Gun the first one? It's not what it's called now. Okay. Um, how many do I? Get? How many guesses do I get? You can have a couple more guesses. Okay, so it's not that. Uh... The Naked Gun, 33 and a third. Yeah. 
I'm sure it's something final chapter. There's no, it's just the final. I don't know. Insult. It's naked three, 33 and a third. The final, final insult. insult. Yeah. Uh, is it two and a half? The smell of fear. Okay, I'll give you a point if you can tell me the TV show that it's based on. <laughs> okay, it's based on Police Squad. Is it? Yeah. What was the first, the first subtitle? Uh, from the files of Police Squad. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so you got four points today. Uh, I actually don't even know what the final score for that is, if I'm honest. Uh, you got... I didn't win. Four... Five. You got nine points, and I got four points this week. Uh, at one point, I know that we were at 30... 15 at one point yeah and i think you still got more points than me last week and so then kind of moved up. so i think i'm probably up to around 40 ish and you're probably on between 25 and 30 uh, 41 but um yeah generally good 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 showing good game so that's season one but we're gonna it's gonna reset for next season we'll do a score every season right so you're now one nil up yeah so i i'm i'm one one now i'm gonna write that down because we might forget uh yeah, I mean, we'll probably forget that. Um, so after this essential episode that everybody's listened to because of just the... We'll cut this down to two minutes? <laughs> yeah, this is literally okay, going to cool. be, we're going to get in, then we're going to do this yeah. bit now, and then we're going to move on. Thank you for listening to the first, the inaugural season of And the Oscar Goes To. In, we're going to call it inaugural. It's, um, yeah, we've been inaugurated. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's been a, it's been an absolute thrill ride. I'm sure you'll agree. Um, it culminated in... Me? I think this is probably... I think I'll agree. Yeah. I think you'll agree. Right. Uh, I think we're probably going to win a Webby for this episode. What's a Webby? I, don't know, I think that's what they're called. Awards to people that do things on the web. I see. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a thing. A like Webby. YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah, and podcasts and stuff. There might be a separate award for podcasts. But anyway, I think we're going to win one the for this episode. Is. Because um, this has been essential. This episode? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's definitely it's the worst. Best, best one yet. It's the worst creative thing I've ever done in my life. In the sense that... <laughs> but to be fair, that's out of the... F- uh, the five creative things but this is the sixth is the, creative thing yeah, yeah which is the episode of this podcast yeah and i think creative is even then yeah, it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah i think so mm. so yeah good stuff we're gonna come back uh there's not gonna be a break we're gonna carry on every we're gonna keep going every two weeks yeah. so in two weeks time we're gonna be doing the first film of our next season and it's gonna be on the 2017 oscars for so 2016 films recent yeah so that's the year. Should we do it in alphabetical order? Uh, I've got it down somewhere. We were going to do it in the order that they were announced on the oh, shit. Because alphabetical is really easy. Because it's think, Yeah. No, I don't think that was it, though. I have actually got it written down somewhere. Hold on, let me find out my phone. And we're back. No one's going to be there. Uh, so our first film of the 2017 yes. season, season two of And the Oscar Goes 2, it's on Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. Andrew Garfield. Uh, who directed that? Is someone uh, Mel Gibson? I think. Yeah, yes, yeah, a Mel. It's a Mel picture. Obviously, we're big Mel fans. We endorse. <laughs> mm. We endorse everything that Mel says. He says, yeah, yeah, everything he says and does. Right. Great guy, great film. Uh, I've seen people that like that film. Paxton yeah, Rich. I've never seen it. It was nominated for best picture. I don't like <laughs> it very much, but it was nominated for best picture. We can get into why mm. next episode, which is two weeks time. Yeah. How many people have got this far, realistically? In the episode? Mm. Is I'm, it just us? I'm not sure we I can promise have, you I'm yeah. not going to listen to this one. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I mean now, I'm not entirely sure we're all here. Mm. I left in spirit at least a while ago. Yes, yeah, you never really arrived. Uh, thanks very much for listening. <laughs> so Haxel Ridge is your homework for two weeks' time. Yeah. And um, 
other films from that year, if you want to just get ahead, I think Arrival, Hidden Figures, Fences, Lion, I think. Whiplash? Whip- no, 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 no. La La Land. La La Land, yeah, yeah. The other Chazelle, obviously. Yeah. Whiplash must have been like 2040. That was a bird okay. game, wasn't it? La La Land, Moonlight's the winner. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the next season. Yeah, cool. Could you give us uh, five stars? Oh, yeah. Thanks to White and Black for our theme tune. Oh, yeah. Our theme music. Uh, yeah, give us five stars. Thanks to O's for the artwork. Yeah, thanks to me. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, just give us give us the five stars. Go on, like, go on iTunes. Just And subscribe. Just hit the little five stars button. Just hit it, give it a little touch. Do we have a Twitter account now? Yeah. Do we I think we've had a Twitter account since the beginning. Oh, cool. And we've never once put it on here. We, also, we have a... If we, we tweeted a, anything. We have an email address. What? And the Oscar at uh, gmail.com if you want to send us an email for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And then, yeah, Twitter is... Um, <clears throat> fuck, I can't even remember. <laughs> and the put... Oscar pod, I think. At, on, and the Oscar pod. I know. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, and, the, uh, <laughs> at, and the Oscar pod. That's right. That's that's what it is. Uh, get, get involved with the fun. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Come back in a couple of weeks. We're talking about Hacksaw Ridge. And uh, have a good time. <laughs> with your life until then (laughs) okay bye bye the nominees for best picture of the year are my mom always said life was like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get and i will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers and you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon see I don't think an adult of your intelligence ought to be commended for simply at long last telling the truth send you here for life that's exactly what they take and the Oscar goes to... I can't find it. Should we come up with like a, an outro <laughs> so that I know what I'm doing? Because what happens is we kind of get to this point and then we go... Fuck. Yeah, bye. Yeah. You know, maybe I should write something and then... Because the thing is, the intros are so snappy and just so well done. And we're just straight in. And the whole content of the episode as well. This episode in particular. Yeah, I'm glad we scripted this one. Yeah, because it just it could have been rambling. I know we long. said at the beginning we weren't scripting, but I'm, I'm glad we actually did. That was all written in the script, obviously. Yeah, meta. And that also so was all this. Why did you... The description is Twitter account for and the Oscar goes to podcast. Yeah. They know it's, on Twi- they know it's a Twitter account. All right, well, what should I put it as? Official account? It's yeah. not that official. Well, so it is an official account. three followers, mate. You do. At this point, but I mean, we've only got one episode right now. This feels like off the podcast <laughs> chat, doesn't it? <laughs> this whole thing is for like, the yeah. last six episodes have felt like off the podcast <laughs> chat. <laughs>